Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we dive back into the deep end in our podcast series, we want to look at this passage that we looked at this past Sunday from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 to 16. And we spent a lot of our time talking about unity, matched with, teamed with diversity for the sake of walking in love. And we want to look at a couple more aspects of this passage that we didn't get a lot of time to spend on. And I want to look at it this way. Have you ever tried to put together a piece of furniture or something like that? And you get a box with just a bunch of wood pieces and screws and tools. And I I don't know if you're good at that kind of thing. I'm not good at that kind of thing. Some people can just put it together, kind of wing it, kind of know how they go together and just put it together. I'm not that kind of person. When I do it, it takes a long time. I have to read the instructions very, very carefully because I'm just not naturally skilled that way. But you ever try to put something together without paying attention to the instructions carefully and you end up at the end with a structure that has a lot of pieces left over and you're not sure about the integrity of the the structure you just put together, whether it's going to hold or last because it doesn't look like it should or you have so many pieces left over and... I've had that happen, and that's how I've had to learn to read instructions carefully, because if you don't build the thing according to the instructions, you might not end up with the product that you want, or the strength that you want, or the integrity that you want, and it may not be trustworthy like you had hoped. Well, that's kind of what we find here in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul is stressing to us how, how important it is that we work together, that we come together as one church body and help each other. And we need equipment, we need maturity, we need the right knowledge, and that's why our leaders are given to us. But once we get that equipment, once we get that maturity, once we get that knowledge, we're all supposed to help one another. We're supposed to serve one another. And when we're all helping and serving one another, the thing gets really, really strong. Because God has designed this thing. And it's kind of like a furniture piece. It's a bad analogy, but God is kind of constructed this thing for us. And he gave us the boxes, he gave us the pieces, he gave us the tools. And he said, here are my instructions. Now, if you listen to me and you adhere to my instructions, this thing is going to be incredibly strong. I can can conquer the entire world with this thing, if you do it properly. But if you don't, you're going to have a lot of pieces left over, and the thing's going to be weak, and the thing's going to fail, and it's not going to conquer the world. So we really need to listen to what God is instructing us here. And there's three things I want to look at today, because I think they're all kind of connected. And if we don't do these things the way God has taught us, and if we skip around and do them out of order, I don't think it's going to work. Because God has said, this is the way I want you to construct this. This is the way I want you to build this thing. And if you don't build it this way, it's going to fail, it's going to fall, it's going to break. But if you do, it's going to be so strong, the devil himself will not be able to conquer it. Okay? And so here's three things I want to look at. And three things that I think are crucial to building this the way God has designed it. All right, and remember this sort of illustration of doing this the right way, building this according to the instructions. The first one is this. He says in chapter 4 that we need to listen to our leaders. It says that. It says in chapter, or verse 11, excuse me, he said, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves 
and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and, de and deceitful schemes. Basically what he's saying is this, is listen, I've given you leaders. This is my church. Jesus is saying, this is my church. I've given you this thing. This is my institution. I know the best way to build it. And in order to build this properly, I've given you leaders. Those leaders are very important because those leaders, as we discussed on Sunday, have been given extra grace, extra knowledge, extra understanding to help the entire church grow. As we know, everything that needs to go somewhere, everything that's going to be successful has to have good leaders. The church is that way. So God chooses these leaders. He chooses the leaders for the church. And he puts these leaders in charge and he says, leaders, this is not your baby. Okay, you do it as I've instructed you to do it. You do it exactly according to the plan. You don't go off course. You listen to what the word of God says and you do it that way. And then he tells the people underneath the leaders, follow them. Follow your leaders. Listen to your leaders. Be under your leaders. And that's the first thing I want to hit on today because I think that's sort of being trampled on today. That We have this culture that we live in where leaders seem to be one voice amongst other really important voices in our life. So we have church leaders and we think they're valuable, but if they say something we don't like, or if they say something we don't agree with, you know, we can go and find a sermon on YouTube. We can go and read an article from this really smart theologian. We can go to the church down the street, you know, and spend some time there, see if they're any better, see if they say things that we line up with more, you know, and, and so we'll, we'll kind of feel this out for a while. And you could tell if we already are going that way, we're already off course because that's not how God has designed this thing. He says in many other passages that you are supposed to submit to your leaders as they are God's chosen men for you. And we live in a culture where it's kind of like, well, I'll listen to these guys as long as they say everything correctly, as long as they say everything according to the perspective that I have, as long as they lead with the things that I like, as long as they have ministries that suit the things that I think are important, as long as it's entertaining enough, as long as they're good speakers enough. And if not, uh, I don't have to be here. You can already tell that if that's our mentality towards this church, we're going nowhere with it. Nowhere. Because God has said, listen, I've given you leaders. And I've equipped those leaders to equip you. And if you don't listen to those leaders, if you don't submit to your leaders, if you don't place yourself under those leaders, then you're not going to be equipped. And if you're not equipped, you can't build this thing. And if you can't build this thing, you're not going to succeed. Because this is the only plan that God has. So that's the first thing he says is listen to the leaders. Place yourself under the leaders. The leaders are men. They are fallible. They are capable of making mistakes. And if and when they do, that's not the reason to run away from this thing. Because I can work. God can work in spite of those weaknesses, in spite of those failings. And that's how God has chosen to equip his churches by giving us leaders to listen to, to submit to, because they have a really important task of equipping all of us, of getting us all to reach maturity, getting us all to know and, and follow the Son of God. And so they have a really hard task. And we make their job easier by submitting to them, by listening to them, by lining up behind them and saying, you're my leader. I understand that you are God's leader You've been chosen by God. I understand that you are following this thing according to the biblical standards. I understand that you want the best for this church, and that's enough. If that is true about your leaders, man, line up behind them. If they are God's men, if they are running this thing according to the scriptures, if you believe they want the best for you and for this church, 
man, get right behind them and say, you're our leaders. We're going to go as you teach us. We're going to go as you lead us. Please equip us, teach us, train us. Because that's crucial, crucial to us doing this thing properly. That's crucial to us having the strength of a church in order to conquer evil and glorify the name of God. So that's element number one, and we could spend a whole lot more time on that, but I want to now go to element number two, which is this. We got to want to be equipped. We got to want to serve. Because that's what he says in verse 12. The, the teachers, the pastors are given to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. And that's element number two that also has kind of been eroded by our culture. Because we have a culture today where we kind of just come and get fed from the leaders. It's kind of like this big buffet. Just let me come and let me eat and let me listen and let me learn. And as soon as I do, I'll just, I'll thank you for it. I'll go on my way and I'll live my life. But that's not what you see in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul says, no, the role of the leaders is to equip you for the work of ministry. To equip you to build up the body of Christ. To equip you to reach knowledge and maturity of Jesus. So that we can all grow up into Christ. Which means element number two is we got to all want to serve. we got to all want to be equipped so that we can serve. And that's, that's something to check our hearts today and say, is that really what I want? with this church? Or do I just want to be fed? Do I just want to soak up things? Do I just want to gain from the leader's understanding and do my own thing with it? Or am I invested? Am I coming in this thing to invest my talents, my time, and my energy into serving this church as God has designed me to serve? Because although everyone's not a leader, everyone is equipped. Everyone is given a gift from God to serve the church. And as we mentioned on Sunday, that gift is incredibly important to this strength, the overall strength of this church. As I mentioned before, when you're building a sort of piece of furniture and you finish the thing, at least you think you finish the thing, and you have all these extra parts that are supposed to go into the unit, that's not good because that means there's a weakness in the structure you just built. And it's only going to take a matter of time before you try to place something heavy on that thing or you use it too long or whatever, and a piece falls off and the structure collapses. Well, that's kind of what we have today with our church is we have a bunch of people sitting on the sidelines because they want to get fed, but they don't want to serve. And Jesus says, nope, it's going to take everybody. Everybody's going to have to serve in this thing. Everybody's going to have to use their gifts for the building up of this church. The leaders will lead and everyone else will serve in their capacity. And when they do, this thing will be strong. It will be secure. It will have integrity and it will conquer the evil one. But if you don't listen to your leaders and you're not ready to serve and you don't want to be equipped, there's really nothing to do. There's really nothing to, to accomplish with this thing. And this idea of equipping is kind of like you would if you were going into military or, or battle or something like that and, and you went to your captain and he said, here's your armor. Here's your weaponry. Here's your boot camp. Here's your training. Here's the things to watch out for. Here's the things you need to accomplish. Okay, now that you've been trained, take your equipment Take your learning and go into battle and do what you've been called to do. That's kind of what we're talking about here. This isn't just for the sake of knowledge. It's just not for the sake of understanding. It's for the sake of equipping. Because if we're equipped, then we can all serve. And once we're all serving, the entire thing works properly. The entire thing is built up and strengthened. And it comes together and it does something remarkable for the kingdom of God that really nothing else in existence can. There's no other part 
of this Christian life besides the church that God is invested in. If we say to him today, ah, you know what, I like some things about Christianity, but I'm not really invested in the church. I don't really agree with the church. I don't really think the church is, is the thing I should invest in. Well, then we've basically said no to God's plan and we're going to do it our own way and God's not going to back it and the thing's not going to succeed. But we have to remember this. The church is good. The church is God's plan. The church, although sometimes what we call church, isn't right and isn't going the right way. God's church is. And we don't we need to be careful over not letting Satan and the devil taint that word, pervert that word church, so we're seeing it improperly. Because what we see in the media about church sometimes isn't the church. What we hear about the failings of the leaders and the corruption in the church sometimes isn't the church. Sometimes it's a man-made thing that hasn't been done according to God's instructions. And so, yeah, it's supposed to fail. It's supposed to fall. But when the leaders and the church are submitting to the will and the plan of God, that right there is the church. When they're redeemed by the blood of Christ and they're invested their time, their talents, their energy into the church, that is the church. And God is going to back it and the thing is going to succeed. And so we need to think about this today that God's plan, God's church is going to work. There's no fail. There's no contingency. God hasn't put a plan B in place just in case church doesn't go like he had hoped. No. It is going to be God's church. It is going to be God's way. And God is going to conquer the devil through his church. He promised it to the apostle Peter. When he said, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There's no plan B. This is God's plan. And if we invest our time, our talents, our energy, and we want to be equipped and we want to serve, this thing is going to go well. It is going to be strong. It's going to be formidable against the devil. And it's going to be used to build the kingdom of God for all eternity. The last thing we want to look at is this. The last piece to this is when he says in verse 15 and 16, he says, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Listen to this. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Do you notice that? Christ is the head of this body. This thing is like a body. It's spiritual. It's not a physical body. But it's like a body. It has a head and it has working body parts. Okay? But as you know, the body illustration, we've gone over this ad nauseum. When the body is working together, the entire thing works. And when several or even one body part is not working, the entire thing is hampered. Well, he's telling us that again in verse 16, saying there's a head. Jesus is the head. He's the most crucial part. When, when Jesus is the head, we have a really, really good start. But then he's saying, listen, but you are members of a body. Some of you are arms. Some of you are eyes. Some of you are feet. Some of you are fingers. Some of you are ears. But the whole thing has to come together. That's how a body is made. And he talks about this like being joined through every joint. And I don't know a lot about the body, but I know there's ligaments and tendons and muscles and vessels and arteries holding this thing together. And it's not like every single body part gets their own vessels and tendons. And no, they're all kind of connected. If you know anything about the body, the ligaments and the tendons and the muscles are all connected to each other because they don't just serve one part of the body. They serve many parts of the body. In fact, they serve the entire part of the body. 
And what Paul is proving to us once again is we got to work together. We got to work together. This is a team. This is one strong unit. If we all have separate agendas, if we all have separate directions, if we all are fighting each other, it's not going to work. Throw it out the window. But if we are willing to lay aside our own desires, our own certain tastes and flavors of church, our own druthers, and just say, you know what? I'm going to listen to the leaders. The leaders have been chosen by my God. This is his church. I'm going to line up behind the leaders, and I want them to equip me because I want to serve. I want to find my purpose in the church. And I want to, I want to, I want to invest everything that I've been given into God's church because when I do, it's going to su- succeed. And that means I'm going to succeed. And I'm, I want in. I'm invested. And I'm willing to work together with people that, yeah, I understand it. The church isn't necessarily a group of all of our best friends. We didn't handpick these people. It wasn't a draft. Okay, we get what we get, which means there's some personalities that we line up with and there's some personalities that are a little harder to work with. There's some people that we think are really fun company and some people that are a little harder to be around. Some people that don't line up with us. Exactly. Some people that have difficulties in their past, which makes it hard to get to know them. But it doesn't matter because God chose them, too. And God has made it that they're essential for our ligaments, for our tendons, for our muscles, for our function. And if we don't have them we're hurt, we're hampered. And if they don't have us, they're hurt and they're hampered. But when we're all coming together and we put all that other insignificant stuff aside and say, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm done worrying about the other things. I'm, I want to I wanna invest in something that works. Here's a little illustration. My, my dad, Pastor Mel and I, we went out to lunch the one day and we went to this restaurant and I was noticing all of these like guys in business suits and things like that. And they looked really important. And, you know, they had really important cars and really important suits. And, you know, they were having, it looked like they were having these really important meetings at lunch. And I don't know what they were talking about. I didn't, I wasn't eavesdropping, but, you know, I I bet a lot of them were bankers and people that work in the world, successful businessmen. And I looked around for a minute and said, you know, these guys probably think, and everybody else probably thinks that these are probably the most important people. You know, they're talking about really important things, finances and insurance and business things that are successful and they're having power lunches and they're in their suits with their nice cars and they're talking about really important things. And then I I thought this, I actually thought this, nothing is more important than God's church. Nothing. Pastor Mel and I had gotten together for lunch and we weren't in the suits. We don't have the fancy cars. I bet no one was looking at us thinking we were talking about anything important, but we were talking about God's church And this isn't to boast in me or Pastor Mel. This was to say, man, we're talking about God's plan here. God's plan. And if we're talking about God's plan, there is no more important thing to talk about. Nothing. You can't gather and talk about anything more important than this. Because God is the one we're talking about. God's plan is the one we're talking about. God's kingdom is the thing we're talking about. And that's what we're talking about here today. The podcast we're talking about today is the most important topic that could ever be discussed. God's plan, God's will, God's kingdom, God's church. And that means, wow, it is worth it. It is worth it. Because all the stuff in the world, the business and the bankings and the finances are all going to go away. It's not going to matter into eternity. It's all going to burn away. But God's church is going to live on into eternity. Think about that. It's never going away. 
this thing that we're now investing in, this thing that we're now seeking to construct the way God has designed it, the, the pain, the blood, the sweat, the tears, it's all worth it because it's the most important thing in the history of time. And I just want to leave that with you because I want you to take these three elements, submission to your leaders, lining up behind your leaders. Your leaders need it. If your leaders don't have people submitting and supporting them, they're going to be hampered. They're going to have a hard job. But if the people line up behind them and say, we support you, we're behind you, we understand you're God's people, you're God's chosen man, and you have things that God has given you for our sake. We want those things. So we're going to listen to you. That's element number one, and we need it. Number two is, are you ready to be equipped so that you can serve, not just take from the church, but give to the church? Are you ready to do that? If you are, we're in really good shape. If you're lined up behind your leaders and you're ready to serve and invest, we're in really good position for number three. Number three is the really, really hard one. Come together as one unit and help one another. Pray for one another. Work together. Struggle together. Build each other up. Pray for each other. Love on each other. Serve each other. Because when you do, the entire body gets strong. And when the entire body is strong, Satan knows we're formidable. He can't conquer us. When we're not, when we're bickering and we're individuals and we all got our own separate agendas, it's, we're easy pickings. He just does whatever he wants to us all day long. But when we invest, when we come together, when we submit to our leaders and when we work together, we win. It's that simple. We win. And I pray that you don't understand that today. Listen to that today. Be encouraged by that today to say this, God's church is the best most prominent thing in this world. And by giving our time, our talents, our energy, our focus, our love to this thing, we are going to succeed. We are going to find God's purpose for us. And we're going to advance the kingdom of God. And God himself is going to be glorified. And he's going to say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. Isn't that what you want to hear on the last day? For God to say, you listened to my instructions, you did it my way, and you conquered evil and you glorified my name. Well done, servant. Well done, child. We did this together. I hope that's encouraging to you. Get invested in your church. Submit to your leaders. Be ready to serve and work together because it's God's plan for God's kingdom because of what Christ has done for us. Blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.